Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science, science. can just peacefully. This was their finest. Welcome to Jurassic! Okay. Yeah. So, guys, welcome to Petri Dish. <laughs> Say your name. I'm Nathan. And I'm Sean. <laughs> uh, one of these days, I'm going to be Sean. You're going to be Nathan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's no, true. okay. So, guys, last episode, if you tuned in, you know that we talked about the Great Dying, uh, which was an event that happened after the fall of Gondolin, or is, uh, you know, refers to this remarkable mass extinction event 252 million years ago, where 90% of all marine life and 75% of terrestrial life and 102% of aerial spirit life oh shit all died off the the the, the, the with a wind tribe air tribe oh the air God. nation dead wow right, right right so 252 million years ago you had this incredible extinction uh event or period well after that uh, the age of dinosaurs and this episode we're going to talk about the first bit of that great age of dinosaurs yes this episode is going to be about the Triassic. Yeah. Wow. Hey, why are we talking about this, by the way? Just seems fun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> Let's talk about it. It's like dinosaurs. Yeah, so this is actually a little misleading, right? The time period we're talking about is the Mesozoic period, right? Between 252 million years ago and 666. So so the time period we're talking about was between 252 million years ago and 66 million years ago. Yeah. Um, And that we subcategorize between Jurassic... Jurassic? Yep. And what the fuck? Cretaceous. The dead one. Yeah, Cretaceous. <laughs> right, right, right. And, you know, I had kind of jokingly referred to this as a dinosaur episode. That's actually misleading because during the Jurassic period, this is the kind of repopulationing, right? The repopulating of the globe. Uh, we only really get something that we would recognize as dinosaurs towards the end of it. Right, yeah. So this whole period, the Mesozoic era... The one before our current era is thought of as the age of the dinosaurs. But like Nathan's saying, the Triassic, it's when the dinosaurs evolved. It's where we see the first dinosaurs, but they do not become sort of the kings of the earth in the same way that they are during the Jurassic period and the Cretaceous period. Right. Right. And so it's a 50 million year time period that we're talking about the Triassic. It starts... 252 million years ago with the Great Dying. Yeah. And it ends around 201 million years ago with the Triassic-Jurassic extinction event. So it's bookended on both sides by a bunch of shit dying. Which is actually how we categorize periods of time often in sort of, you know, geologic time. Right. like a bunch of shit died and we noticed it in layers of rocks. Yeah. And so when we talked about the Great Dying, 
It was a big deal event. Maybe, most likely, it was because of volcanic activity that dumped a bunch of CO2 and sulfur and methane into the atmosphere. Right. Everything acidified. Yep. Acid rain dropping. So shitty, um, right? All crap. We can't even get good coal. Right. Just wiped out the coal. How are we going to have another great dying without that coal? Right, yeah. How are the Chinese people going to cook all of their delicious foods yeah. at their homes without coal? The Triassic-Jurassic extinction event, the thing that ended the Triassic period... Yeah. It's still a little bit mysterious, but the current, like, big theory on it is pretty much the same deal. Big volcanic activity that changed the climate and acidified the oceans. So do you think that's something that, like, the Earth has gotten more mature and we don't do that as much anymore? Or do you think it's just, like, at some point in 100 million years, there'll be some other volcanic period of increased volcanic activity over, like, a million years that also, if we haven't already completely obliterated everything, we'll obliterate everything. Well, it'll definitely change things up a lot. I yeah. think I think the Earth goes through cycles of it. There are long periods of time in our geologic record where, like, our land masses don't change. Right. Okay. Pangea was Pangea for a long time. Right. But actually, the thing, the volcanic activity that we're talking about here that ended the Triassic yeah. was the same volcanic activity that tore Pangea apart. Oh, okay. Wow. So actually, the Triassic ends with Pangaea beginning to separate more into the continents that we have today. Cool. But one of the things that we'll see when we get to it is that at the end of the Cretaceous period, when the dinosaurs were killed, right? Yeah. The continents that were there when the dinosaurs were killed, roughly the same continents as today. Wow. So in 66 million years... Except Australia. Australia is just a big spaceship, right? <laughs> it was six continents, and then Australia landed. <laughs> well, but they landed 70 million years ago. They caught the tail end. Actually, maybe maybe Australia hitting the Earth is what killed the dinosaurs. That's a funny image. You should <laughs> animate that. <laughs> just a bunch of bogans. Yeah, so just, yeah. just riding the big Australian disc. And, and like, like slowly evolving over time into Joey's. You do like a time-lapse animation. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I mean, you just have like a couple bogans slowly, slowly turning mm. to wannabes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Okay, so that is basically what's happening in this time period. You had Pangea. It exists during the Triassic, but it's beginning to break up. And the violent volcanic activity that's happening in this area called the Central Atlantic Magmatic Province yeah. caused this really intense tectonic activity that formed the Atlantic Ocean and broke up Pangaea into Gondwana and uh, Laurasia. Yeah, you know, Jared Diamond wrote a pretty interesting book about this, actually. It's called The Breaking of Pangaea, The Reason the West Invented Gunpowder. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very persuasive uh, novel on, uh, not novel, it's a persuasive nonfiction on uh, geographic determinism. Definitely nonfiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's take a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pangea, colon, why Protestantism won. Wow, nice. So let's take a break, and when we come back, let's talk about what the environment was looking like, okay, during this Jurassic 50 million year period. Yeah. Time. Time is passing. Time is relative. But not for you. You're running out of time. Plan your funeral today with Prudential Life Insurance. It must be weird when you're named Roxanne. That, like, the song that all the guys play for you 
that refers to you is like about being a prostitute. Yeah, that must be yeah. weird, but it's also like being someone named Chastity and knowing that like it's just wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's inaccurate. So, uh, <laughs> the Weather Channel during the Triassic period would have been pretty different compared to today. Yeah. Or being someone named Esther and just knowing that you have the same name as 20 million other Korean women. That's true, but also uh, esters are a certain kind of chemical bond, so that's that's also true. That's cool, too. <laughs> right, well, um, right. So, the weather in the Triassic was kind of different. Because of the presence of Pangaea, we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about the Great Dying, but it was this huge block of land, pretty centrally located, so so it was not too much area over the North or South Pole. Right. It was mostly hanging out, you know, the equator, some latitudes from there. The climate was relatively homogeneous over the entire landmass. That's crazy. It was like a little bit different near the edges north and south, but there were no there were no polar ice caps. The weather was generally arid, hot during the day, cold at night. There was probably a really intense monsoon season with really heavy rainfall, but the rest of the year you probably didn't get very much rainfall at all. God, how does stuff evolve to deal with that? Kind of thing. Well, that's probably one of the reasons why amniotes were so successful after the Great Dying. Right. Is because... The penis. The foreskin shelters the penis head from heavy rain. <laughs> because... Like, I've always noticed that I have an aversion to heavy rain. One of the main points of amniotes in the amniotic Scares sac... Is my... <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Don't say sack on the pod. No, I'm, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Don't say that. Sack. Ah. The whole point of their sack yeah. is that they could give birth to kids on land. Right. They could do that by laying eggs or they could have live birth. But the point is that they could do that on land. Right. I mean, was that helpful because the oceans were formerly so hot and acidic? Well, I mean, maybe in part. I could see that being the case in that, like, you know, amphibian eggs probably are kind of sensitive to acidity and stuff like that. They're sensitive to a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, it, you know, if the ocean was really hot, maybe they could have gotten yeah. cooked or something. Yeah. But there's also just not that much fresh water available. Right. And so, you know, if you can lay your eggs not nearby fresh water, you got a lot more land you can cover. Right. And so... There were a lot of these reptiles uh, and a lot of these amniotes in general that were pretty successful during this time period. In the higher latitudes, so further away from the equator, land masses that today would be called Russia, Ukraine, China, South America, South Africa, Antarctica, they were probably swampy. Right. Uh, where the plant matter was decaying slowly, leading to the formation eventually of coal deposits. So That's good. During the Triassic, plant life did rebound back swamps were around and so we do start to see coal deposits again after several million yeah. years i mean the countries you listed are all some of my favorite natural exploitation sites you know sure yeah yeah, yeah. it's all great it's just naming the hits yeah all the, all the big ones yeah so there were vast forests of tall conifer trees maybe kind of recognizable actually something that looked kind of like a redwood forest because you were telling me that plants before this i wouldn't even know what the fuck i'm looking at they look like octopuses with Robin Williams's legs <laughs> and like Dave Chappelle's torso. I don't even know what that means. And Neil Brennan doing that Whoa. Uh, doing that three mics routine. So just like this very unfunny, dour, sad man. <laughs> and you'd be like, that's a plant. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'm like what? Yeah, yeah. But you would recognize these conifer trees. Yeah, yeah. They look kind of like pine trees. I think you know what they look like. Yeah, I watched Three Mics. Yeah, okay. It was pretty good. <laughs> you were the only one. Yeah, an owl. Uh, but 
underneath that kind of upper canopy of the conifer trees would be a bunch of other conifer plants that like we don't really recognize today okay because conifers like literally we're talking about like pine trees right but you would see conifer bushes you would see conifer vines and shit like that which like i don't even know what a conifer vine would look like it doesn't make sense to me but they existed yeah so that's interesting that's fun. i guess i could see like a long thing with like little pine needles coming off of it right sure that's like fun. a tail almost Oh. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to work with you. <laughs> That's kind of sexy. Okay. There were also a lot of ginkgo trees and a lot of what are called uh, cycad trees. I'm so sick of ginkgos, man. It's like, I was watching this insider like restaurant video about this awful looking Nordic Michelin place in like Harrisburg or Brooklyn or some some donkey crap borough of New York. Okay. And the guy spent like all morning picking individual ginkgo seeds from outside his restaurant. And like peeling them or whatever, and like putting them into a little conifer to eat as one of the thirteen courses. And he junked it by the afternoon. He's just like, "Eh, this isn't good. This doesn't taste good." And it's just like, <laughs> it, it's just, it just was bonkers, dude. It's a very different kind of life. It's a very different kind of life <laughs> yeah. on Earth. Yeah, but anyway, so ginkgos. Yeah, ginkgos and cycads. Cycads look kind of like stout, fat palm trees. Yeah, I think I've seen cy- cycads. Actually. Right. Yeah, in, in a lot of things where maybe you've seen. You know, like what the world looked like, like in the Triassic and Jurassic. Yeah. You would recognize these as looking kind of like palm trees. Oh, well, no, yeah. I just I have a few cycads. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you have them? I mean, they're really drought resistant. <laughs> okay. Uh, but cycads are not actually closely related to palm trees at all. They're pretty distantly related. Okay. But they look kind of similar. So and that's we still up. don't have marijuana. Yep, no grass yet. No grass. But there are still vast prairies in the drier areas where the forests can't grow. Yeah. Prairies of fern. Right. Which weird. is weird to think about. Yeah. And I always thought ferns is very wet, you know? Right. And that's the thing is that during this time period, there's actually much more diversity in terms of ferns. Right. Including ferns that basically took the place of what any place you'd think about there being a grass now. Right. It was a fern. Fern instead. That sounds awful, right? Because ferns like all spore up. They do. That must have been tits. Well, grass, like, puts out shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> How do soccer players play in spring? <laughs> okay, let's My allergies! That, maybe that's why they're flopping so often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, so the Triassic was a 50 million year period, so of course things changed over time, right? And a big change was that Pangaea started breaking up in the middle Triassic, splitting into Gondwana in the south and Laurasia in the north. Yeah. Gondwana is what would eventually become South America, Africa, India, Antarctica, and Australia. It's a lot of them. And Laurasia is the other stuff, a.k.a. North America and Eurasia. Ooh, that's why white people look the same between those two places. Because <laughs> they're actually from the same continent. <laughs> Tucker Carlson should do an expose on this and should rename white people as Laurasians. You are a garbage person. And then he should have a photo of a nice, pretty-looking blonde woman and be like, this is Laura, the mother of us all. Wow. You should get, like, pagan with it. He's just inventing your religion called Tuckerism. I don't, I don't even want to hear what Tucker has to say about Gondwana. Okay. I don't even want to hear him say Gondwana. No, well, hey, but that's kind of nuts that, that North and South America, they're not actually hewn from the same stone. Like, they're fucking different. Right, they separated in the middle of Jurassic. And then came back together yeah eventually. that's like when harry met sally dude that's beautiful 
That is beautiful. Yeah, they You're came right. back together. Wow. Yeah, dude, that's and, cool. And in, in the place where they gingerly touch. Yeah, yeah. Right? We, we built a canal. We built, <laughs> we, we split them apart. <laughs> we got damaged mankind. <laughs> All right. We've sundered lovers. Let's take our break. And then when we come back, let's finish it out by talking about the life at sea. Because next episode, yeah. we'll talk about all the life on land and in the air of the Jurassic period. Oh, okay, okay I see. So we're kind of doing a three-parter, although not in this episode. Like, this episode we finish at sea, the next one we get to our dinosaurs, basically. Land and air, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, so let's take that break, and then let's do it. The following is an actual advertisement. Oh my god, I know words. Yeah, I love etymology! Spooky Yuki. Murderer. Double murders. Zombies. Horror is always political. Mm -hmm. I don't like that at all. Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm a creep. And I'm Sunshine, her creep-enabling best friend. Together we tackle all things horror. History, politics, science, and sociology. From zombies to serial killers. Pomegranates and Pitchforks is a horror and true crime podcast that brings true stories and not-so-true stories together in beautiful and disturbing harmony. Okay, so we start the story of Life at Sea in the Jurassic with uh, the perennial losers, Mm -hmm. coral reefs. Yeah, yeah. Coral reefs, they seem to me to die off a lot. And they did die off in the Great Dying, which makes sense if acidification was the problems. Coral reefs aren't good with acidification. Right. So it took, like, you know, a few million years for things in the oceans to, like, get not shitty enough for coral reefs to start reestablishing themselves. But indeed they did, especially in the Sea of Tethys, which uh, is kind of interesting. Apparently North and South China were not the same landmass. Whoa. They were actually, like, a ring of islands. What? Yeah. And eventually got shoved together into China. Into China? Yeah. That's, we need to make a Pixar movie about that. That's cool (laughs) sounding. That's crazy. So, in the sea that was kind of formed by the ring of island areas that's north and south China, that sea was a place where coral reefs really started getting going. Wow, then we just squished them into land. Well. Rude. I mean, to be fair... After 50 million years was the end of Jurassic yeah. extinction events, yeah. which also acidified the oceans. Right. So the coral reefs were, they were dead again. Well, that and the CCP built the Three Gorges Dam. Yeah. And so that like cleared out the whole Sea of Tithis. Yeah. I mean, just to be clear to our listeners, that did not happen during the Triassic, but <laughs> I, I appreciate the thought. Well, the earlier CCP. <laughs> uh, so a lot of... Uh... The DCP, the Dinosaur Communist Party. <laughs> So if you recall, <laughs> we gotta build the three dino dam. <laughs> you gotta electrified dinosaur land. That's actually that would be a fun movie. That's one of those land before time movies. Oh my is. god, a communist land before time. So a lot of the animal life died out during the Great Dying, if you recall. Though a few groups stuck around and did pretty well for themselves for a while afterward. There were the Ammonites. No, that's a religious group. It does sound like one, doesn't it? The Ammonites? Yeah, isn't that just true? Anyway, so the Ammonites, which were cephalopods, so they're related to octopuses and cuttlefish, but they had like a curly shell, kind of like a nautilus does. Mm. They really expanded out and diversified in the Triassic, kind of early on after the Great Dying. Right. But unfortunately for them, they really started to kind of go extinct near the end of the Triassic. And while they would linger on for millions of years after the end of the Triassic, they were just like a shadow of their former selves. Right. And then now, today, there an are no Ammonites. An empty shell, Ammonites. if you will. 
an empty shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now there are no ammonites at all. Wow. Okay, so none of that branch of cephalopods Yeah, they're all killed off in the Siege of Munster. It's a little war religion reference for you guys out there. All right. That's great. (laughs) You're welcome. So. I was an Anabaptist, guys. Uh, Five points for Gryffindor if uh, if you you figured that out. I should not. Okay, look. So in the oceans, there were also these things called the conodonts. Uh, the conodonts were this whole class of animals with tons of species. They looked a lot like eels without jaws. Mm. So they were like swimmy tubes with their mouths open. You know what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking. I don't like your stance right now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I um, got a conodont. <laughs> these conodonts, they had been around for a long time. Yeah. They had been around since the Cambrian explosion half a billion years ago. Right. They, they were one of the earliest species that have a spine like us. They're yeah. one of the early species of vertebrate. A mouthless eel... Is it mouthless? Jawless. Jawless. A jawless eel sounds like a pretty easy win, right? For yeah. evolution. Right? Yeah. It's basically a swimming spine, is what it is. Yeah. And Well, you call it a little danger noodle in here. Yes. These little swimming danger noodles. They made it through the Great Dying. They had made it through the other extinction events from half a billion years back. Yeah. Right? So they survived into the Triassic, but... By the end of the Triassic, they're all extinct. Well, 500 million years or whatever you're basically saying. That's a pretty good run. Yeah, they had a run of 300 million years. That's good. Yeah, yeah. They did their best, little danger noodles. But now we got to get them icky thicky thors, right? Yes. So there now was... we got to get the cool stuff that we've all taken photos of. There was... <laughs> yeah, in that dinosaur game that we played. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, there was a new arrival to the oceans. It was a group of reptiles that decided that they like were not into the land stuff. Right. They're like, oh, you know what? Like, maybe it's too much acid rain, or yeah. like, there's other like Phelps. There's other land reptiles that are like out competing us. So yeah. they decided they want to get back into the water. The ichthyosaurs. Okay. The ichthyosaurs are reptiles. Yeah. Yes, but They're like angry-looking dolphins. They look. They look like dolphin yeah. fish crocodile hybrids. Right. Their name actually means pointy dolphin in Latin. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think that's right. But yeah, pointed dolphin. <laughs> I rate dolphin. I think it's fishy reptiles is what their name means. But oh, that's, um, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, too. They, they did good. That's good. Um, they ranged in size from a few feet long, so kind of cute, yeah. to more than 50 feet in length, which is longer than a humpback whale. Still cute. Cute, but kind of freaky. That would be scary. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were air-breathing, warm-blooded, boar-live young, all like dolphins today. Right. They made their first appearance in the early Triassic, but really started dominating the seas in the late Triassic. Okay. At that point, they were just like swimming and bobbing, eating up shitloads of fish, eating sharks, not giving a fuck, right? They were doing a good job. That's cool. There were other reptiles that made a similar kind of transition over into the ocean. For example, there were the... Uh, nothosaurs. Yep, the nothosaurs, which actually kept their legs instead of turning them into uh, little paddly guys, instead of developing fins, basically. Right. But they probably hung out on rocks and beaches and then just dived for their food before coming back to land. Yeah. Eventually, nothosaurs evolved and died out during the Triassic, but what they gave rise to were the plesiosaurs. Right, and these guys are pretty famous. These guys are famous... Dinosaur-looking motherfuckers with fins on their legs instead of legs. Yeah. And they lived in the water. They had those flippers. They had pretty long necks. And once the next period comes around, the Jurassic, these are the guys that really give the ichthyosaurs a run for their money. Well, I mean, but... And they continue to exist in parts of Scotland, right? This is Nessie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Right. So, that's kind of what's been going on in the oceans 
during the Triassic, okay? Right. But, of course, the Triassic is a time period of a lot of innovations on the land. Yeah, no one really gives a shit about the ocean. <laughs> we live on land, okay, and this is the start, t- time when dinosaurs happen. Right, so that, that so is Sean's why... Sean's left the good jizz for the next week. That's, that's why I did oceans first. It's because I knew no one would care. But, next week, we're going to be talking about the land... And yes, that includes dinosaurs. That also includes a very early look at mammals. And it includes the first vertebrate animals to take to the air. Right. And we're going to wrap it all up by going back to our conversation on phenotypic plasticity. How all of them are actually just one species of reptile. (laughs) But... That their genes were expressed differently in different environments. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, sometimes I hate when you remember things I say. <laughs> hey, guys. So, <laughs> thank you. Uh, goodbye for Petri Dish. Hold on. What? <laughs> I'm Nate. This is Sean. Dude, do the things in order. <laughs> we have to say thank you to Stacy Song, our sound lord and engineer. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Griffin, for art. Yep. Yep. All those things. And then, uh, hey. Hey. It's a Gmail address, PetriDishPod at gmail.com. Oh. Oh. Twitter, at DishPodcast. Patreon.com slash PetriDish. Yeah. That's all the information. That's da- all of it. DaftSex.com slash Sean. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> I made it for you. All right. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next time for Triassic Part 2.